0: It's time for the Over the Boards Podcast. With Jared Ashdown.
1: Uh, he, he's literally the analytical
0: equivalent of a donut. John Scusa. Steve
2: double
0: A. Could be and I have a big Yes. Big, big, yes. And Vincent Cristiano. Only reason he's better is he's taller and wider. And sometimes that gets in the way of the podcast. Brought to you by Griffcast, the official podcast network of Canisius College. Golf, thanks NHL hockey. We have missed two weeks because of Thanksgiving. We got, I guess, twice as much stuff to talk about. There have been a couple of things that are interesting, most notably recently. Uh, Brendan Lemieux bit a guy's hand, which yeah, was hilarious. Ready. Yeah. Sure. It wasn't hilarious in a good way, but hilarious no, in like a, a stupid whole,
1: way. It's, it's hilarious. It's not hilarious. It's hilarious the concept right. of a grown man.
0: Biting another grown man just, in just the hand, bite, just bite or anywhere, someone. but yeah, just biting someone. Yeah, just completely wild. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Why, why would, why would that even be a tactic that you were like, you know what, I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna do this. This is gonna be, this is gonna help me right now. I don't, like, unless you're fighting for your life, there's no reason to bite you're, somebody's you're playing hand. Playing a hockey game in the National Hockey League, but just I don't know. Slash
1: just give him, just give
0: him two hands just slash him. There's a, a million other things you could do. was didn't he bite him at the time they were tangled up on the ground? Yeah,
2: they were rolling around on the gr- like the ice and.
0: Cause it had been like a altercation that had been going yeah. on for a while. So. so just
1: slash him later in the game. Well, yeah. Get your around that way, man. I've never and, and I don't know maybe maybe you guys can can ha- have a different experience, but I've never once in my life ever been in a situation, from the time I was born until now, maybe when I was a baby, but like, let's say from the age of four until now, I've never been in a situation where I was like, the best course of action to take is to bite them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I can't remember the last time I ever said, you know, I'm going to bite this guy and it's going to work out well for me. Yeah, I can't recall uh, anything either. Among the other things that have happened... Well, first of all, the Red Wings are, like, fourth in the Atlantic right now.
1: Yeah, but they Which,
0: play more games. Well, that's true. Another thing, I don't know if you guys heard... Did you guys see... I don't know if it was... It was I'm assuming it was from the off season. It had to have been from OTAs. It just... I just saw it on... I think it was TikTok. They do, like, a like a bag skate, basically. And Oliver ekman was just, like, absolutely dogging it for most of it. Yeah, he was. Yeah. But and he, he just, was, like... He just wasn't, like... Right.
1: Right. And people are like, "Oh, this guy's absolutely out of shape," (laughs) which I don't think was true.
0: Yeah, actually, that was funny. I forget who was on, who was talking about it. It was who who came with in the uh, the trade. Connor Garland. Thank you, Connor Garland. So it was Connor Garland that was talking about it on this podcast, and he was talking about how like the coach had asked him beforehand, like, hey, are you, you know, staying in shape? And he was like, yeah, I'm on the ice all the time. It'll be good. And he got there and he watched that happen, like, the first group, and he was like, I am not going to be able to do that. I don't think there have been any updates in the Kyle Beach situation really recently, which is maybe a good thing.
1: nothing new, which just ultimately means that the Blackhawks haven't done anything totally shitty in the last, like, two weeks, given time. Yeah.
0: Sure do, it'll happen eventually. They'll do something stupid. You you mentioned Jay that Jay Fresh said on a podcast it's earlier this a, week in a, tweet. in a tweet, I'm sorry.
1: Um his 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 idea is so I, I found this interesting. We always talk about how amazing 3 on 3 over 10 is. Yeah. And it is, it's, it's fun. It it is. It's it's, it's, it's very fun, fun. for it, it's it's exciting. But one of the problems we've seen is possession in overtime is so incredibly important, where teams have figured out if you have the puck and there's nothing there, it's best to just reset. Skate mm-hmm. it out of your zone, maybe get a line change, keep possession of the puck, reenter, see what you can do from there. So we we see this all the time now, and when that happens, it takes up a majority of overtime, where it there's takes not a lot. a lot of whistles, but clock is just bleeding off because yeah we got the puck we're trying to set something up we're gonna take a good fifteen seconds in. There's nothing here we're running out of space let's reset we see it all the time right yeah and that's probably the only issue with with three on three overtime. This idea of, like, well, if you're just resetting all the time, people have thrown out, do you do a shot clock? Inherently, I don't like the idea of a shot clock because it's just not hockey.
2: That's, right. That's, right. Yeah.
1: That's part of why hockey is great is because you do have the, the creative ability to be able to take as long as you want.
2: Plus, you know, right. plus, it doesn't make any sense to specifically make a shot clock just for overtime.
1: Exactly. Right. What he is suggesting... Is for overtime, and not even just overtime, but I mean, you can have it can happen in regulation too if there's ever a three on three scenario. Well, it's for three on three play that you they have, like, essentially what is the NBA equivalent well, of a, a backcourt violation. Now, you'd have to specify the rules for it because you can't put yourself in a position where, like, oh, you know, we, we've got the puck. Trying to like, we're across the red line, but we're not into the offensive zone yet. And you decide to kill back, maybe drop pass. Would that be a back, a back court slash back ice violation? Right. I don't think that should be. It would have to be a situation where if you have established the puck possession of the puck in the offensive zone and then you skate back and, and go across that line, turn it over. But, but I don't even know how, how you how you it's, go about that cuz that
0: leads to no, a face off right? That a penalty cuz there's not a situation where you can like inbound a hockey puck yeah. like you right. can't just like like yeah and pick up hockey all the time yeah. you can have a situation where you just toss it behind the net and the defensive begins a breakout well, yeah you'd have to create a whole new set of rules for that where you're yeah. you're looking at like do you like ought, like can the center not try on the face off like like the opposing center, like you just win a defensive zone faceoff, basically, or like, do you start with like, you know, can you st- does everybody have to stop moving and then they blow the whistle and start the clock and then everybody starts moving and do you have to pass the puck before you can move? It it just seems like that would create a whole other issue. Yeah. So I'm yeah. I'm wondering like maybe. I think the most realistic adjustment you could make in that scenario is if you cr- commit a backcourt slash back ice violation, whatever they want to call it, you then have a your if you commit the violation, you have to have a defensive zone faceoff. Yeah, it's probably the most realistic thing you can do. Like the the, e- the puck comes all the way down as if you iced it, and then you got three people in the offensive zone, mm-hmm. uh, three on three. Um, maybe you can't make a change. Maybe it's like an icing, yeah. like to make it. You know, I would
1: say that that's probably the best. Point but I don't actually go about it as I mean, much as I the would. The other thing is that also creates a stoppage, which you know def- we're talking, defeating we're the about point of, of yeah. defeating the whole entire point of trying to. But again, I
0: think time. you know I don't think you'd necessarily mind a stoppage in overtime if you are almost completely eliminating the back the violations. And, and, and now, on other I mean, hand, on the other hand. Other you I might think. just... If you feel confident in your ability to win defensive zone faceoffs, mm-hmm. you might just want that. Like, you I might you might see teams do it on purpose, but... I
1: don't know if you're ever going to... 3-3, I don't know if you're ever going to yeah. take a defensive zone face I don't care. But yeah. I don't... Center is... I don't
0: see a realistic situation where this is a uh, implemented idea that actually... No, I don't working. think it's ever going to be implemented. And the
1: other thing is, like... But but thinking of it, like, I don't know how the league fixes this. Because... Everybody and their brothers. Normal responses well, don't just well, don't don't change the rules or anything like that. Right. Just simply make overtime longer. But if overtime is longer, you might see this more often. You're see this even more because you know you have so much time. Because you know there's so much time. Right. You don't need to rush anything. If nothing's there, we can reset, recreate, and, and go from there. So I, again, I don't know how that's.
0: I have said many times I do want overtime to be longer because three on three overtime is just so much more exciting than a shootout is. Yeah. And shootouts are interesting that. at times. Like there are certainly times where I'm kinda like, I wouldn't mind seeing a shootout today. Yeah. It's funny, I actually enjoy watching shootouts from other teams, but I don't like it when my team gets in a shootout. Yeah, because <laughs> you know what I mean I
1: hate the idea uh, that a shootout's gonna determine the winner of a game between the Blue Jackets and whoever. Right. Right. But I don't care if it determines the winner between the Coyotes and Oilers. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, I want
0: to see Connor McDavid going on a shootout, just not against me.
2: Yeah.
0: Right, exactly. And I would... dry settle too. Right. So, but it's the, that's the interesting thing about how all this works. But yeah, I'm, I've long been a fan of extending the three-on-three overtime, but it's an interesting point you make.
1: No, I, I still agree that they need to do it because... It'll still it'll still ultimately cut down on how many shootouts there are un- because un- there is more time. Yeah. Unfortunately but right down
0: I don't I don't ho- see I right now I don't see a way for them to cut down on those neutral zone, defensive zone regrouping things without changing the rules of hockey, which I don't think is really a good idea all that right well,
1: now. Well I don't think it's a good idea also because if you're gonna change it for overtime, like it's weird to have a rule that's in place for only one part of the
2: Yeah, that's 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 kind of like with like you said with the shot clock, and the other thing, like kind of like to circle back with what you were saying, you know, then you have to sit there and you know, like we get pissed off about the offside rule. Well, then there's another stoppage of well, did he go back? Did he do this? Did you know? It's like like you said, you got to find that could
1: could be a review. Like, hey, like they just scored a goal, but not 100% confident that he, the puck didn't go over the neutral zone so line. Like, was that a back-ice back violation? Yeah, because then you have to now figure— goal's wiped off, and we have a we have an offensive zone face left because we're going to get scored on it lately. Right. It makes it even longer. I, I don't know. I, I think it's interesting, and I do like the, the concept of trying to somehow, some way, eliminate teams from doing this because I want to see teams just go straight at it. But ultimately I don't think that there's any way that you can implement any rules specifically to ensure that, that happens. So you're best off just leaving the game the way that it is and adding another five minutes overtime.
2: Uh I was right. That was gonna be my next point slash question. It's like how how much do they extend overtime? Do they it just should take, be a ten minute that's okay. That's what I was thinking. That's something I've like said that I've wanted is ten minutes overtime, but I didn't know how you guys felt about that. It makes the most sense to me. Yeah. Right. Do we want to talk what talk about what happened in Montreal with uh,
0: Bergevin being fired? Bergevin got fired because
1: he's bad at his job.
0: I heard that Chris Drury was one of the front runners for that job. Is that a realistic possibility? Chris do you Drury's think?
1: Not a realistic
0: option because he's. The I'm sorry. I I didn't mean Chris. That's the classic <laughs> Sabers <laughs> idiot <laughs> fan in me. I meant Daniel Brière. That's who I meant. Daniel Brière is one of the abs, yes. That's that's just stupid idiot 7-year-old Sabres fan Vinny coming out and just associating the two of them together for no reason. That's but yes. Yeah, I so mean yeah, that, you're an idiot. Well, yeah.
2: Well, I mean, so I'm looking at Montreal's like cap friendly right now. They're not, they're the highest they have the highest cap in the NHL. Now, mine-
1: granted, it's because Shea Weber is out and basically forever. He's never gonna play again, right? Um, and Carey Price is out for a while too. So and then like, Paul- they, they don't they don't count against the cap right now, so they're able to afford other things. But when you combine all the total money they're spending, um, it is comical that a team that is spending the amount of money that the Montreal Canadiens are spending is as bad as they are.
2: Yeah, so like who they have on uh, LTIR at the moment is, like you said, Shea Weber, who's probably, like you said, ne- probably never coming back. And then Paul Byron is the other one that's on LTIR. Price is considered, he's with the, uh, the player assistant program, so I don't even think that counts towards the cap because it only says they have $10.4 in LTIR for their cap. I think Price's contract is taken care of somewhere else. Yeah, so they promoted uh, Jeff Gordon to the like, interim or whatever, or he's head of hockey operations, right now? Four-time NASCAR Cup Series champion. Not that one, but yes. <laughs>
1: we were watching Survivor yesterday, and we, we, we had uh, Julia over uh-huh. and her friend Hannah. Oh, you, you weren't here for this either. Julia's never seen it. Okay. We've been trying to get her into it, so I was like like and, and you know, they don't have cable so they're not watching it live. I was like, Well why don't you come here? So and I was like, Oh sure and so I, we conned Julia into coming to to watch last night's episode. And we were talking about former athletes who have played on Survivor because currently Danny McCrae is on season forty one of Survivor and he was a safety in the NFL. For several years, he played for both the Chicago Bears and the Dallas Cowboys, and he, he also won a national championship with, with LSU. And we were, so, you know, the question gets like, who's the most successful athlete mm-hmm. to ever play on Survivor? And to me, it's, it's pretty easy. It's probably Jeff Kent. Okay. Because he was on Survivor Philippines. And then I remembered, I was like, oh yeah, Jimmy Johnson was also on, uh, <laughs> on Survivor. And Julie was like the NASCAR guy. <laughs> and and I was like, no, the really, really old football coach, he was on Survivor. Yeah. He was on Survivor Nicaragua, which is a terrible season. Oh. And yeah. Yeah. Didn't he Can try we,
2: to didn't he try to play off that he wasn't himself? No. No. Oh.
1: No. He, no. There's no way. Like everybody knew him the second yeah. they walked in. they were all like, "Oh my God, it's Shoot Johnson." Yeah. <laughs> it's, who was the
2: athlete that tried to play it off that it wasn't like they tried? Jeff to, like,
1: Kent tried to. Prefer, oh, oh, Cliff Robinson too. Oh, okay. Cliff Robinson. So, I don't, do you remember who Cliff Robinson was? No. Cliff Robinson was a power forward for the the Portland Trailblazers. He was a several times like NBA All Star in like the '90s. Okay. And he was a good player, like like he like he wasn't like a Hall of Famer or anything, but he was a really good player. He unfortunately died last year. Oh, that sucks. Um, awesome. but, but he's seven feet tall. Jeez. See, so, you know he's power forward, so right. like actually you know, he's from he here.
2: Just, he's from here.
1: Yeah, well, he's, from, he's from Buffalo. But he played for the
2: Portland Trail Right, right. right no, I'm just saying. I and just...
1: first day they're out there. He, like, everybody's like, oh, my God, you're so tall. He's like, what do you do? And he's just like, oh, i work in basketball marketing. And a couple people made jokes like, oh, well, you should be playing basketball. And this guy, Wu, okay. who's from Portland and is a huge Trailblazers fan, looks at him and goes, yeah, I think I have a couple of your basketball cards.
0: <laughs> so his cover was blown immediately. That's awesome.
2: That's what I was thinking of because I'm like, I knew there yeah. was like a former athlete that but, tried to play it off. They're like, oh yeah, I'm not who you think I am. Yeah, but uh,
1: and, but Jeff Kent like just, just told people that he was like a rancher from Texas, and like, yeah, that's awesome. There's only one person who recognized him and knew who he was, but they didn't reveal that.
0: I pry, like I if I went on if I happen to be on Survivor, which I don't really ever plan on being yeah. on Survivor, that's you know that's your thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I would recognize Jeff Kent at all.
1: Yeah, it was, I I probably would have, but it was hilarious because. She is not be like she could just told everybody like that Jeff Kent he's made like sixty million dollars in his career yeah but she purposefully didn't tell anybody not for any strategic reasons but just so she could mess around with him like they just, like had this like scene of like them in the camp talking about sports and she was just like I don't know I feel like the lowest skill like it probably going to be baseball <laughs> she was just like dogging baseball players and stuff like that just just to screw around with Jeff Kent that's so funny Jenny, like, did he know scared. she
0: knows. Like, oh, no, yeah, he, okay. he, he, he no wasn't idea. aware that she knew, so he was
1: literally just just like, you could just tell he was like boiling. Like, he there, was about ready to there, just be like, shut the hell that's up. That's a
0: common debate that people have is like, what sport requires the least amount of skill? There's a very obvious answer it's track and field. The, it's, it's very clear that, that, that track and field requires the least amount of skill. Not saying it doesn't require any skill, but comparatively, of the other sports, it requires the least amount of skill in and of itself. There are lesser variables going into track and field. I just would like to put that on the record and say, I ran track and field, and I know that it, it, individually that sport requires the least amount of skill. I ran track and field and cross country.
2: Yeah, I can, I can attest like, to that too. Like,
0: it's certainly not hockey. It's certainly not football. It's certainly not baseball. It's certainly not basketball. It's certainly not lacrosse. I mean, like people say that it's baseball because like, there's like – you know, it looks less athletic than a lot of other sports, yeah, but the hand-eye coordinate, yeah, the hand-eye coordination me, goes into hitting a seat. baseball or throwing a pitch or even just throwing it okay, from could, the shortstop you know what, to the first baseman. Let me tell
1: you, I'll put you in the box. You could be in there yeah. for a month. It's still not A, a month hit, yeah. straight against Jacob Degrom, you and might just, foul tip three pitches. Yes.
0: it like, so again, you you could argue, like I guess if the question is which of the four major sports requires the least amount of skill, you could. Make an argument for probably everything but hockey. I think the fact that you're on skates makes hockey require more skills than the other three of them. Although I'm biased because it's a hockey podcast, I think of when you consider all sports Um, together, it's definitely track and field.
1: Yeah, if you were to go the four major, I'd probably say basketball.
2: Yeah, same here. It's probably say basketball.
1: Only because like you know, it's not to say there's no skill. Right. I'm not being like dumb here, but like um, you know, there's no skill in being seven foot one.
0: Right. Right. That'd that
1: be my ultimate case.
0: That's fine. And again, yeah. like when you it depends on the actual argument you're trying to have, but I yeah. just I just wanted to throw that out there that I, I definitely if somebody asked me what I think the sport that requires the least amount of skill is, my answer is not in baseball or yeah. soccer for that matter. Not either.
1: But then but we're talking about the four major.
0: Well, yeah. right. And again, for the four major sports, I'd agree that it's but probably basketball, soccer in there too. Yeah, it's probably actually, it's the yeah. yeah. That soccer's
1: definitely not. Yeah, no. Know,
0: sure. And there's a there's a certain uh, it takes I think compared to like how long you'd have to practice to be like capable at any of those sports, I think you could practice the least amount of time at basketball and become more capable than you would at baseball. Yeah. Baseball you could also like, just you know,
1: in, in the in the general sense that like you can take just about average, like any like random person off the street and like, you know, they're gonna probably have a higher percentage chance of being able.
0: To yeah, to catch a and throw, throw a, throw, a, a giant make, make orange a, ball. Make a
1: three-pointer, you yeah. know, just shoot, shoot jumpers in an open gym and, right. you know, go to batting cages right. and, and have success on Or,
0: like, ball. try and, like, throw a football to a target or, like, yeah. run a route and catch a ball and catch the football and then... You know, pick a corner right. and that and... Yeah, and, or, like, yeah, and ho- and, and hockey. yeah or, you know, yeah. or, like, like kicking but, a ball is tough Everybody because I
1: like oh you're just kicking the
2: ball it's like,
0: No that that no. requires the hand-eye coordination of baseball is probably the most hand-eye coordination I think you it's need the of toughest sport yeah. all man. So I
2: think it's tougher
0: than hockey I would say the 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 reason I say hockey requires the most skill is because you have the added element of having to be able to balance yourself on Pieces of metal that are an, inch of, an eighth of an inch thick, guess, while you're on a sheet of ice. I think that so. when we
1: describe that. We like try and like really talk about it up. It's, like, it's not hard to learn how to skate, and really, once I would skate, say it's harder to once, learn how
0: to ice skate proficiently, and then hold a stick, and then stick handle a little piece of rubber, and then yeah. have the balance to also shoot that piece of rubber into a little area. But again. You yeah, but again, you also don't when you're playing basketball for 20 years, you don't even notice when you're sh- when you're shooting a free throw. Like you just you just do it. And same thing with basketball or football. Like if you're playing football for 20 years and you run a route, you just do it and then the ball comes. If you have the jugs machine, you're just catching and catching and catching. You like, you know, you're just not <laughs> that's, that's what like I, I like when you say what sport takes the least amount of skill or most amount of skill. I think you have to consider it from a lens of like if I were to get into this sport for the first time, how would I perform as just like a I regular dude? It, it, I'm. It, if it, you're looking it, at people, it, it, like, you can't compare. You know, a, a guy that's been playing basketball for you compare LeBron to Alex Ovechkin. Like they're both good athletes. I think LeBron would be better than Ovi at basketball. He's better at basketball. I meant to say football. LeBron would be better than Ovi at, at football, but maybe Ovi's better than LeBron at soccer. Like it's just. Better you, than him
1: at baseball. It's possible.
0: Yeah. 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 But, I mean, Le- didn't LeBron play baseball? He
1: played, he played football.
0: I thought he played baseball in high school, too. What,
1: an athlete? I mean, yeah, <laughs> he's... Might be better than <laughs> Michael be be Jordan at baseball. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, no, I'm just, I'm just saying that, like, I think... And when you're... If you were to take, a like, a, uh, a random person that I get... Like, gets living on a rock, and then introduce them to the four major sports, or all sports, they're going to be able to inherently... You you make a sound and then they start running in a straight line. It's easier to run the hundred meter dash than it is to pick up a you know pick up a baseball bat and then try and hit a baseball. But I, I again that conversation was irrelevant because this is a hockey podcast. So
1: I mean, we talked about sports though, we include hockey. In that. That's true. Yeah. That's,
0: indeed, we did. Yeah. I mean, I it, think it's a sport so we <clears throat> were there. Other things that you, you guys have been very passionate about talking about. I
2: mean, did, I mean, what do you guys feel about the uh, Jack Hughes contract? Eight, 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 by eight. Uh,
1: It's very similar to the Miro Hayskinen extension from Dallas in that they're giving a long term extension. To somebody to who they're hoping he gets player. better? Yes, a player who clearly has the talent but hasn't necessarily put it all together. It's I an think example I'm... of we are putting, we, we're, we're doing this early. Yeah. Because if he puts this together and we have to extend that down the line. It could it's be It's going to be 10 plus million.
0: It it could be one of the best contracts in hockey. It, it could be like, like of the maybe best 4 or 5 years down the road because, down because he should be making 10 and a half, 11 when he's actually making 8. Yes. So, and my only But it also it also is is could be that he doesn't. At the same
1: time yeah. there's another case that they have on their team where they've done this, where they gave Nico Hischier a long-term extension at just over $7 million average annual value, because he was the number one overall pick and he got out to a solid start. And they're hoping that he was really gonna come out and burst in that bubble. And he's starting to look more and more like a Ryan Nugent Hopkins kind of player where he was the number one overall pick. And he's good, he's gonna play in your top six, but he's not a true number one center. And he probably wouldn't be making seven plus million dollars in the open market. He'd probably be making upper fives, lower six, now there's still time for him to continue to improve, but if he just continues to be the way that he is, then that's a contract you're looking at you know, two years down the line where you're like, we're probably paying him a little bit more than we then, want to. Then you should, right. And right. I don't think that's going to happen with Jack Hughes. I think his raw talent is is, is good enough that he's, he's going to be able to, yeah. you're, to, to you're be probably probably fine, but it's it's still a gamble
0: nonetheless. It, it, yeah, but of course there is a pretty good chance that it could turn out well for him. For speaking of contracts, did you see on Twitter from the Sabers game against the Kraken when Tanev yelled yes. across the I bench at Skinner? Because yeah. Skinner's actually playing well this year. Maybe that, not, yeah, maybe he's not as well enough to play his, to, for his contract. But I mean, like, but okay, but here's still, I mean, he's been he's been one of the best ten players in the Sabers.
1: We're at that point with Jeff Skinner where you need to, as a fan, just accept this guy was never, ever going to be worth $9 million. Yeah. At no point in his career has he ever been a $9 million player. Right. You you paid him that money to keep him because you didn't want to piss off your fan base after the great season he had with Jack Eichel. You couldn't just let him walk. What kind of message does that send if you let him walk? uh, That's always
0: been my mindset, is that I understand that the contract is bad. But what I also understand is that you had a superstar player who finally had a competent winger yeah. who could score goals and didn't have Outside to lead all the Right. Yeah. So you have a you had a line of Eichel Reinhardt Skinner that was scoring goals and was a good top line in the NHL for a year. It was
1: one of the best top lines in the NHL. Yeah.
0: And you have that. You have a franchise player who you're trying to keep happy. You have a fan base who you're trying to keep happy. You have a little bit of success from one guy who you're thinking you might be able to keep that success from, and you're trying to build something here. You couldn't just let him walk because it sends a message to your fans that you don't care, and about it sends a message to your star player that, that, that you, you don't, don't care, care about getting him help. When he, it's proven that you he get help. I understand the contract is bad, but you, you there was that was a, I will say a lose lose situation. It was.
1: So here's your situation. Sabres fans have got to stop holding him and attaching that contract to him right the contract is the contract accept it stop talking about who's play well but as you playing like a nine million dog he's never going to be a nine million dog forward he can't change who he is yep. this is who he is you need to just get the best out of him he's had a good start this year he's been you're one of your re, best forwards.
0: you're getting the best out of him that you probably could expect this is probably as good as this is better than i would have expected him to play it and i'm thrilled because i love jeff yeah. skinner and He's um, looking
1: like himself. Like it yes. looks like he's finally not only is he playing well, but like and, and we say this sometimes it sounds kind of like cliche and like like stupid, but he looks like he's enjoying it again. Yeah. That's the big thing. You're not yeah. playing you're not you're never gonna play well when you're miserable. Right. You're not. Right. So like at least with, with Don Granato as your coach, like, it looks like these guys care. It yeah. looks like they're like a, enjoying this. Yes. So that's the first thing. The second thing is it is just the absolute weirdest chirp in the world to remind someone how rich they are. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Hi,
1: you're making
0: a lot of money. Sorry? Like,
1: like, like thanks? Thanks. Like, yeah. like, like, sorry, like, like, Brandon Tanner's making like $3.5 million. Like, like it's going to take Brandon, what is it? Like it's going to take him like four years to make what Jess Skinner's going to make it to.
2: Right, right.
1: I don't know, dog. That that's that's a that's a strange approach. Well, not even because like you take four years, like three point five times four. That's fourteen.
2: Yeah, he's not even, yeah.
1: Not it takes him five. It takes him five years to come like Com- be within five hundred thousand dollars of what Ted Skinner's gonna make it to. still yeah. That's like, that's a dumb chirp. Yeah. Like thanks for reminding me that I make a lot of money.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and Skinner had two goals that game. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I don't. Uh, yeah, like, that's. It, it, that's sure.
1: also yeah. just, you know, just the, the, the hilarity of just chirping a dude. Based on uh, While well, yeah, you're on a like, five win expansion team.
2: Yeah. Five win? Yeah. Um, it cl-
1: clearly, I mean, I know he was beloved in Pittsburgh. Clearly, they were worried about losing him yeah. in the expansion draft.
0: So, with that said, I think it's probably State, a good time to do our State, State of the Sabres segment. Um, I know it's not much better, but they hey, they at least have eight wins, okay? You yeah, know who else has eight wins?
2: Vancouver. Same. Vancouver. They have eight wins. Yeah, they do. Good for them. Good for them. It's more than I thought they had. The, them and Seattle are basically tied for last in the Pacific, and the only reason Vancouver is last is because, they, because Seattle has a game in hand on them. It's the only reason. They basically have the same record.
0: So... What a rivalry! <laughs> so, state of the Sabers segment right now—they really need goaltending, like bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, they, they really need goaltending. Tokarski plays like one out of every four games. He looks really good. Another oh, one of the games, he's fine. Yeah. And then in the two games, it's like he get i think he got pulled. Arundel should not be in the league anymore. Yeah, he's, he he's, is he's hot garbage.
1: Yeah. I, I, I've been telling you this all. Yeah.
0: Like uh, not I, good I, I never said he was good. I just, yeah. I mean, it was just unfortunately our only option because Craig Anderson, who actually started the year playing fine, uh, is on IR, so uh, he'll be on for the year. Uk-pap-luka is not ready yet to come up and play for the Sabres, unfortunately, because we need some help. And Murray from Ottawa was on waivers, but there was no way I wanted to claim him with that contract when he was playing just as um, well um. as Tekarski or Dell. The
1: so, question for Murray... Becomes? do you want to just stick with your contract, stick with making a lot of money, which, I mean, I'm not going to blame him if he does, and rely on the Ottawa Senators having to retain half of your salary to get you to a new location that you don't have any control over? Or do you come to a mutual contract termination to give yourself a fresh start? Right. Where you're not going to make nearly as much money.
0: Of course, as a fan of a team that should probably just try something at goaltender, I would hope they would do that second option so that we could sign like a one-year deal worth $2.4 million or something stupid and then just try it out. And -hmm. then that way if it doesn't work, great. If it does work, then you sign them to another two-year extension or something. But, yeah, I don't think Ottawa would be in the situation where they're going to be able to handle that the way that he maybe wants them to.
1: Here's a, a somewhat interesting what about a swap of bad contracts where you send Kyle Loposo there?
0: I don't think the Sabres would do that.
1: You don't think they'd be willing to do that?
0: I don't think the Sabres would be willing to do that. Not that they shouldn't be willing to do that, but I don't think they'd be willing to do that. And the reason I say that is because, A, Kyle Laposo is one of your captain, your assistant captains this year, and that goes into my next point of he's sort of – one of the few guys in the locker room that has experience in the way that he can handle all situations. I'm not saying they're without veterans. You know, they, I mean, you got the they have like Cody Eakin. You have, well, uh, yeah. the ginger Mullet. You've got Cody Eakin in a sense. You have Zemgis Gergensen who's only ever experienced being on the Sabres. Mm. You have uh, Mark Pizik who, is, who has experienced being on I think three different teams. You have Will Butcher, who's got some experience now, but I don't really know if I'd call him a veteran. I would. He's been in the league what six years? Yeah. Yeah, that's a veteran far. at that point. So it's not like you have a I lack say of. After
1: a, so after your fourth year, you're, a, you're
0: veteran. a veteran. Fair enough. I think because of Oposo's, his A, his, all that he's gone through health-wise, and his leadership role on the team right now, and the fact that he's actually not playing half bad.
2: Yeah, he's tied for second in points on the Sabres.
0: I don't think that the Sabres would make that move to get a goalie that might not work out. I think they'd rather just ride with what they got and then maybe try and get somebody, you know, maybe they try and look elsewhere rather than that situation and they give up one of the leaders for a, a you know a goalie that might be performing just like Aaron Dell and then now you're stuck with, with him, although for less time than you're... Technically stuck with Caliposa. I don't. I don't think that the Savers would do that. Okay. Not, and I'm not saying I don't think they should. I'm just saying I don't think they would.
1: Because that's, a, that's the only way I think that they would ever take on the contract, unless of course, Ottawa's retaining half the salary. Right. Now, then that becomes a question of what's Ottawa going to ask for if they're retaining half the salary? Like, are they going to ask for? A roster player, like it's not gonna be a great, but and then as for a pick, mm-hmm. you have to consider that because even then, like if you have Matt Murray at so he's making 6.25, I yeah. believe, so that would be like what 3.125 would be at, at 50%. About it's still not great if he's not performing. Now, and, and, and here here is a question that I have for you as a Sabres fan. Because this is something I talked about in my other
2: podcast. 5.125 is how much he's making a year.
1: I'm What's almost, his cap hit,
0: though? I'm almost positive it's 6. Because I thought
1: his cap hit was, was higher. But that might just be, like, the amount of, like, like purely. Like, because there might be signing bonuses and stuff like that. So that might be hang like annual. Hang oh, on. Hang on. Let me look into it really quick.
2: No, yeah, you're right. 6. Six point two five. Yeah, you're right. So, one
1: guy who has one year remaining on his contract, struggling right now, and definitely needs a change of scenery it's that got, I think you can achieve.
2: He's got two. I'm
0: talking d- about another guy. No, he's uh, talking about a guy that they should look into trading for. Uh, oh, okay. I'm sorry. We're trading like, away. In, 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 well, in, in, I, I would.
1: I my because I, I just talked about on, on my other podcast. I I think I think the Blue Jackets need to give up. on as, as being a part of the team. Because, so right now, I just checked my, my laptop, and his goal saved above expected is very much, yeah, it's in the negatives. He is, one, two, three, four, fifth worst in the league at minus 6.1. Okay, that's not good. His save, numbers are s- not good.
0: save the uh, let's, let's keep those numbers. I think we could do a quiz on that.
1: Okay, but... We've seen this all the time lately. Like, like we saw Carter Hart literally from, from being last in the league last year to the right. first in the league for a while this year. Uh, right now he's currently eighth now, but still. Like, like goalies are weird. Goalies sometimes just need changes of scenery yeah. and whatnot. He's only got this year at $2.8 million. Wait, what? Would, would that be – he's going to be UFA at the end of the year. Would, would that be something that, like, that you would want them to do? Like, you wouldn't have to trade a lot for that.
0: For Corbuzier, you're saying it's a straight for Corbuzier. Yeah. Absolutely, I would want them to try that because again, it's one year, so you have the cap room this year to do that.
1: Yeah.
0: No question. Originally, I wasn't that. He's opposed not going to ask for a lot
1: of money in an extension if he decides to stay. That'd probably be. Yeah. if he plays decently and decides nice, he wants to stay in Buffalo, that's probably like a two-year deal where you're paying him like two million.
0: Yeah. Then I I would absolutely do that because you're you have the option to just not extend him. And then you have your cap space. With Murray, you at least, with his current deal, if you, there's nothing retained, mm-hmm. you, you, you have to deal with him next year. And I don't know what Kevin Adams' plan is with all that salary cap room. We have a lot of it right now, and it seems on the surface like we would be have the ability to just like hang on to that salary for Murray and then see what happens after next year. But I don't know what his plan is. I think you want that salary cap room. I think you want um, that ability.
2: I got some breaking news. Okay. Um, it sounds like Malcolm Subban's going to be a Buffalo Sabre.
0: Well, that's interesting. That's
1: an unbelievable time. But that makes sense <laughs> because with Chicago, they're already set with Flurry and Kevin Lincoln in. So Malcolm Subban's been a guy who's who, who, who needs that, that opportunity. Now, Malcolm Subban I don't think is great, but I mean –
2: Shout out to a, to our friend Connor Pullman for breaking
0: the news in our group chat. I have to shout him out because that's how I found out. I saw the text in the group chat. I just assumed he was responding to Griff Picks. I didn't think that he was. Oh, yeah, Kevin Weeks, 15 minutes ago, big news in Buffalo. I'm told goalie uh, Malcolm Subban is being traded to the Buffalo Sabers.
1: What about the return? It's not going to be much because he's only got one year left. So, okay, so never mind. Screw everything. Elliot Friedman, <laughs>
0: hearing Buffalo Chicago talking Malcolm that's Subban. Just... The Savers have been looking for a goalie. This will be official shortly. All righty, so Alrighty, so uh, screw this whole so. conversation. That we just
2: spent time
0: on Jonas Guardacello is not
1: going to be a Buffalo Sabre. Right
0: no, no he is not.
1: Um enjoy, I guess. Yeah. You know, <laughs>
0: we'll see how that goes. For me. I mean, he's better than He's better than Dell, I guess. Um I guess we'll switch gears. Another player on the trade block from Boston
1: is Jake, Jake
0: DeBrusque. Debrusque. Who hasn't really been playing all that well this year? He was a healthy scratch, and just that's another guy you talk about changes of scenery. I think that's just the times coming, you know. So apparently the Sabers had reached out to Boston, and sort of inquired about him. I'm sure many teams did that, but it will be uh, it'll be interesting to see where he goes. I would like to take that chance here in Buffalo to get another just another like a proven NHL guy who can play. You know, so he this play. guy as
1: the 14th overall pick. He's played in 262 games in the National Hockey League. He's got seventy career goals, seventy career assists for 140 points. He's, he's, he's a solid player. You know, his player card, Thierry J. Fresh, is pretty decent. Like, you know, he's pretty efficient offensively, not great defensively, but he's definitely a guy who plays in the middle six that that can score goals and make plays. But it just hasn't been there the last couple of years in Boston, because you remember his first year in the league, the 2017-18 season, in 70 games, he had 16 goals and 43 points. And then the next season, in 68 games, he had 27 goals and 42 points. And then the season after that, 65 games, that ended with, with COVID, a little bit of a dip. 19 goals, only 35 points. So, he went from... 43 and 70 to 42 and 68 to 35 and 65 and then the last two seasons he saw only 14 points in 41 games and this season only six points in 18 games so that is what 20 points in his last 59 regular season games with Bruins is nowhere near the production that they were seeing in the, the early parts of his career um, and, and it just felt like this was a long time because kind of he's been healthy scratched a couple of times it's felt like at times it's been a little disengaged just in terms of watching him play. It, this just felt imminent that that he was a guy that's going to need that change of scenery. So it, it's interesting though for Buffalo, like the, like if you're the Boston Bruins, do you want to trade a player like this in division where sure the Sabers aren't great now, but I mean if this guy you know turns it around, like you don't want to see this guy in your division for the next 10 years if he decides to stay in Buffalo. Because right. he is a restricted free agent. So he's, he's got control.
0: So, I'm still sort of mind blown about the Malcolm Subban situation. He was on waivers like a month and a half ago. Yeah. You could have gotten him for free. Now, what that probably means is that Craig Anderson is probably not coming back anytime soon. It's probably
2: what this means. I was ready to ask, like, how long is Craig Anderson out for? No idea.
0: Didn't even know he was injured for a while, and then suddenly it was like, Hey, he's on IR now. <laughs>
2: Already. So. So, yeah. Oh. So, breaking news. Malcolm yeah. Subban is going to be
0: a Buffalo Sabre. Very interesting. Return. So it seems like he is a Buffalo Sabre already. He
1: is. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Like. Malcolm Subban is officially a Buffalo
0: Sabre. Okay. So, the state of the Sabres. Very interesting. I will. Yeah. Right uh, uh, I'll, I'll, uh, uh, yeah. I'll add. Uh, they play at, tonight at Florida. And then their next game, I believe, is Saturday.
2: Against Carolina.
0: Against the Hurricanes at PNC Arena. Yes. And then they play again on Tuesday. Thank God they don't play Monday night. And they play at home against the Ducks. That's like the fifth. I play a senior league game again that night at Harbor Center. Every single game we have is during a Sabres home game. It's so annoying trying to park there. Very aggravating. Okay, so with that said, is there anything else content-wise... That you guys would like to talk about? Well,
2: I was gonna, I was gonna say, you know, to stay with the Sabers, Alex I did Tuck. Add- well, no, I was gonna say uh, to add on really quick. Yo, y- oh, yeah, I mean, go for it. No, I was just gonna say Alex Tuck is on the ice, slowly starting to practice with the Sabers. He did
0: travel with the team, which I found interesting, but I seriously doubt he plays over the next two games.
2: No, 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 he's not gonna play, but because like I saw like the other day that he was in like a non-contact. Jersey. He's been, in, he's
0: he's skated like three or four times in a non-contact jersey, but I don't know why he's traveling with the team. Because all sources indicate that he's not that close to returning yet. He's still got like a month left, I thought.
2: Yeah, because everybody thought he's not Recovery time
0: was six months. It's been four months. So, like... Who knows? I, I assume that, like, even on the early side, a five-month recovery means that he's still three weeks out. Middle stats back in the lineup tonight, which will hopefully be good. Uh, and Tate Thompson is turning into a good center. Who knew? Yeah, he's playing really well. I can't bl- I never would have predicted that Tate Thompson would have been a good center.
1: His knee has been definitely interesting. He's, he's, he's seen improvement. My only concern is the sustainability of his goal scoring.
0: Well, that's fine. I only need him to sustain it until Middlestat can come back and be our number one center. Yeah,
1: that's fair. Here at, at a,
0: and his, his
1: card. a goal scored above expected. He's 10th in the National Hockey League at plus four and a half, which is... Good, but yeah. it, like I said, it, it, it's just it, it's gonna not gonna stay there. It, it, it's not so much talking about like this year though, like, like it's more so talking about like can you rely on this guy to score this kind of a yeah. pace, uh consistently as he remains Buffalo Saver? Probably not, but still very good. He's a very good company, Leon Dry Cycles 1, Chris Kreider, Man Obechkin, Troy Terry, Jared McCann, Phil Forsberg, Kale mccarr Number nine is Ryan Hartman. Interesting. Ryan Hartman's having a really good year.
0: So, uh, would you like to do a quiz? I think we have time for a, a quiz or two.
1: What is the quiz?
0: Uh, do you want to do goal save like one of those? I think we we talked last episode about doing goalie quizzes today. Yes. Yeah. So one so
1: goal save above expected for.
0: One. Why don't we do? Yeah. So all three of us will host a quiz. Mm-hmm. So you do one. I'll pick a stat, and then Scooz can pick a stat. You know what?
1: Instead of that, I'm gonna do. Goal state, I expected. Perfect. Okay, that's fun. The, you're the host the of the quiz, so you can
0: do it. Okay, yeah. so I'm assuming Gr- Grubauer is still up there. He is, is still the worst goal it's in the league. Fantastic. How how many games do you have to play to qualify for this? Does it matter? Okay, so is Dell on there?
1: Dell is on there.
0: Is he? Georgiev is two. On there. Georgiev is on there. So we have the top three or do we just have three guys, you have three guys is on there? Okay. Is Tikarski on there? He's not. Okay. I I figured it would have been close. There's a name on here you're gonna like
2: that. Is Carter Hutton on there?
0: Yes he is. Could have,
1: that makes sense. You've gotten the, the worst three.
0: Is Allmark on there? No. Nope. Is
2: Kemper on there? Yes. I say he's been having a really bad year.
0: Well, is oh. Corpusallo on there? Well, you already said he was because of early because of early. Yes, that's that wasn't really a good guess by me. It was just using you said that earlier. Using so, c- yeah, so it's using context yeah. Flurry good.
2: Is Flurry on that list? Nope. No. Okay.
0: Is Dreger on that list? No. Nope. Uh, what about what about Leonard?
1: Nope. Leonard's. Where's
2: a year. here? Isn't he like in the middle of the pack for that? Like goals saved above 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 expected.
1: Um. I could-
0: is there a goalie that's the last name starts with an S? Last name starts
1: with an S? No. Okay. No, so Robin Leonard is 15th in the National Hockey League and starting goalie goal saved above expected per 60 minutes. Okay,
0: so he's just he above is tied the tied with
1: Connor Hellebuck, Alex Nedeljkovic, and uh, Elvis Verzliken. Flurry has steadily over the last several starts worked his way back up to being even in terms of uh, goals saved we go expected per sixty.
0: So we're still. You said we're still missing four. Yeah.
2: Okay.
0: A goalie we're gonna. You said there's a goalie you are gonna laugh at. Laugh at because he shouldn't be on that, or at. laugh at because it's funny that he's even on the like just. A...
2: I can't give away
1: why. Oh. Players. Okay. All right. Okay. But when, it, when I tell you or when you get. Is it Malcolm it, Subban? No.
0: You'll. <laughs> no, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> No, no. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. Yeah, that so would
2: have been actually <laughs> really <laughs> funny. I'm trying to think who's having a crappy year. Is one of Pittsburgh's goalies on there? Is the Smith or Jarry on there? It's hilarious
1: that you ask it that way. Because they're having two out of it. Yes, Casey DeSmith is on there. He is 10th worst in the National Hockey League. I love that you asked Tristan Jarry, who is currently 3rd in the National Hockey League and goal State above expected at plus 12.7. I'm sorry. As if they're both having similar years. <laughs> yeah. Is it, either Tristan Jari, the guy who's got like a 930-plus save percentage right now on there?
2: I haven't been paying attention to Pittsburgh, so I'm sorry. Yeah, what about, we talked
1: about the last
0: podcast.
2: Did, That's did true.
0: Did Murray play enough games to be on there? Mm, I don't know if he
1: has, but he's not on there. Okay. Because here's the thing, Hutton only played in like three games
0: and he's on here, so I don't think there's game restrictions. Okay, fair enough. What about, uh, what about Ottawa's goalie, Gustafson or Forsberg? So- I, want, I will let it be known that I am not looking up stats. I'm just looking up teams in the NHL so I remember what yeah, teams are Yeah, with jury
1: with a 197 goals against average and a nine thirty three save percentage.
2: Sorry. So what about... Oh, is Jake Allen up there? Nope.
1: We have three left.
2: Is that your Demko one nope.
1: of them? Like, I can't explain why it's funny because it would be a dead giveaway.
0: Um, and then we have two other guys to get yes. as well.
1: One of them, I don't think you're gonna get because I wasn't aware that he was having this bad this season.
0: Is one of them Holtby? No,
1: no, well, Holtby's actually been pretty decent.
0: I know the competition for the Stars' goalie tandem is pretty good. I just didn't know if yeah, I don't
1: know if you're gonna get any
0: of the three remaining guys I mean, unless they keep looking through stats. That's, I wanna, I want I just, I'm assuming some of them, one of them, or all, maybe all three of them are backups, is what I'm not thinking. of I'm not thinking of their names. Is one of them? Two. Is one of them Mike Smith?
1: No. No. No, mixed up. Sorry, two of them are backups. One of them is more so split time. Okay. Like he's definitely not a starter. He's
0: definitely not a backup. This is way. This is way more difficult than I. Yeah. Can you give me a hint? Conferences of the three goalies.
1: All three of them
0: are in the Western Conference. Western Conference. Okay. All right all right, all right. all right. All right.
2: So that narrows it down for me then. I at least hopes. Well, all three
1: of them are in the Central Division.
2: Oh, central. Okay. You're going to die even more. Is Kental Lang-
0: one of them? Nope. Lankinen? Yep. Okay. Kevin Lankinen. I had to look up his name. I couldn't remember his name. Yeah. All right. So Kevin so we have Lank- Kevin Lankinen. We have two more, both from the central division.
2: Yeah. One's hilarious. The other one's. One's
1: hilarious, and one I wouldn't have guessed in a million years because I didn't know he was that bad of a season. And he's not a great goalie, but he's definitely not a bad goalie. He's definitely not a guy you expect to be in.
2: Jordan Bennington? No. Is it. No, we wouldn't, I don't
1: think. Just throw names. It doesn't matter. If you're wrong, it doesn't
0: change anything. Who are you thinking? I think it's Saros. No. He's a a starter. He's a starter. Yeah.
2: Hellabug isn't splitting time, I know that. Oh.
0: Al Oh! Oh, oh I don't know
2: who it is. It's um, Jonas oh, Johansson. It's that makes sense. That makes sense. I was
1: the like The only reason is because he's taller and wider and sometimes <laughs> that gets in the way of the Puck. That's... Yeah, Jonas okay. Johansen is the hilarious name. Alright.
2: And then the other one you said is someone we would probably never guess. Very very
1: respectable goalie. Not elite. Not necessarily a clear cut starter, but definitely not a backup. Definitely not somebody to expect to be on here.
0: Is it, I, I figured it'd be the stars because it's the only one that makes sense because all of them are yeah. splitting time. And it's not Ottinger because Ottinger's had a good year. Ottinger hasn't
1: played that much, either. I thought he was been primarily... I, thought on,
0: I thought on NHL Network they were talking about how well he's played. Oh, is it... Uh, it's Andre Dovin. Yeah. Oh, wow. I, would, I wouldn't have guessed that he was. Yeah, playing. I would have never guessed I saw that. his name and I was like, no, he was doing so well last year. Oh, okay. Malcolm Subban, here's the return, by the way, folks. Subban, by the way, according to John Vogel, Malcolm Subban is with Chicago's AHL team. He's 2-2-1 with an 8.93 save percentage. The 27-year-old has played 82 NHL games, going 36-31-8 with an 8.99 save percentage. Buffalo Sabres, we have acquired goaltender Malcolm Subban from the Chicago Blackhawks in exchange for future considerations. So they basically got him for nothing. Basically.
1: Wait, so what was it return? I'm
0: sorry. Future considerations.
1: That's what I figured. Okay, I have another one that I want to do. We're only gonna do five for this one. Okay. But I think this is a hilarious stat. Okay. Most shot heavy defensemen at five on five. So when it's five on five, Will Butcher. these individuals
0: no he doesn't he doesn't this, wait this is this is oh. the percentage, oh, percentage of share that you
1: have of on a shot field. So if you take if you like you're if you're on the ice and there's 15 shots for your team. Yeah. How many of those shots you took? are taken by you?
0: So, Offensive defensemen that just rip them from the point, basically. It's are these th- shots on goal or just shot attempts? Shot attempts.
2: Ooh. Will Butcher. No, Will Butcher's not. Damn it. That sucks. That would have been incredible if Will Butcher was, like, top five. Because like when we've watched him, all he does is spam yeah. shots from the no, point. There's,
1: there's one of these guys you absolutely forget because I talked about him
2: too. Hilarious name or like a, just a well a well known defenseman? Like both. Both well both. known and hilarious. Oh, Seth Jones, no. Jack Johnson. No. Cody Cece. No. Sorry. Uh,
1: he's not in the top twenty, but I absolutely respect the hell out of
2: that. I guy, I do. What Cody Cece? Yeah. It's a good defenseman, but. Well
0: known. Well, I mean, it doesn't, funny, it doesn't mean that the shots aren't goals.
2: I
1: didn't, I didn't necessarily say good defenseman. I just said well known defenseman. Well known, but well funny. Alvaro Larson? Yes, <laughs> he is third at twenty seven percent. Wow! Yikes! Offense
0: runs through OEL.
1: He is just spamming it from the point.
0: Who's number one? Is it should be should okay, it be this obvious? Is inter-
1: this is interesting. I wouldn't. I'm not surprised at this name, but it's not the first name I would have guessed. But looking at this, I'm gonna tell you this right now. Okay, so if you go from fourth number 14th in the league up until eight, that's all those players are tied at 24%. 7 and 6 are Jacob Truba and Noah Dawson at 25%. Fifth is 26%. Oliver Ekman Larson and who who is number four is 27%. They're tied at 27%. Two is 28%. One is 32%. Wow.
2: So you said one is a name that you're not shocked, but it's not. The I'm first. not
1: shocked. It's not, but it's also not something I was expecting. was just totally spamming things.
0: Is it Shikran?
1: It is. Jacob Chikrin is number one in the league.
0: Let's go. I'm so proud of myself for guessing that. So the, the, Good job, even
1: Vinny. Even though OEL is no longer a Coyote, we got the two Coyote brothers. Um, so there's uh, three other defensemen, but they're uh, none of them are hilarious. They're all good defensemen. They're all good defensemen? They're all good defensemen. Okay. Like, you would take them on your team in a heartbeat.
0: Carlson? No. Mike
2: Green. Just kidding. I'm Mike Green. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Adam Fox, but I don't think so. No. no. Their offense before, is too He's good. more of a
1: playmaker anyway.
2: Right, okay. So um, we're looking for more shooting defensemen. But... Number
1: two, I didn't expect. You didn't because I didn't think he was a guy who just was spamming it because he's not necessarily an offensive defenseman. But number four and five are definitely Eckblad? really good offensive defensemen. It's not Aaron Eckblad.
2: Victor Heidman?
1: No, but you're close.
2: You're on the right team. McDonough?
1: Nope. So that's what I said. I'm surprised by this
2: because he's not really an offensive guy. So I'm on the right track. It's Tampa. Yeah, you're on the right it, It's Tampa. See, I used to, see, I used to know because... It, Three-fourths of it was the Rangers' yeah.
0: old blue line. Yeah. Is one of them a Carolina? Used to be. Ooh. Oh. I oh, don't know, because that's the I other way around. You, they just gave you the
1: easiest hint ever.
0: Dougie Hamilton?
1: Yeah. He's number four. Number five is a very, very underrated defenseman, who's very, very good out in the West.
2: Out in the West.
1: Under, so,
0: underrated defenseman from the so West. So defensive defenseman from the
1: Lightning and very underrated defenseman from the West. Chernak. Yes, he is number two at twenty-eight percent. Wow, which I did not expect from him. And then number five.
2: Number five, underrated defenseman in the West.
1: Very underrated defenseman. He is someone I would absolutely put in the top twenty of best defenseman in the league, but never gets any love and doesn't get talked about.
2: Tyler Myers. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Doesn't get a lot of love, huh? No.
1: Not nearly as much as he deserves. Never talked about being an elite defenseman, but he
0: absolutely
2: is. Why is it slipping me? Because you've talked about him before too.
0: Did hey, we talk about him today? No. I'm wondering
1: So the, just
0: trying to go up the coast. Pacific Division. Pacific Division. Is it is he on Vegas? Yes. Uh it's She Theodore? Yes. Yeah. Ah, oh, okay. I, I was I. It's Shea Theodore. I love Shea Theodore. I like that quiz. That was a good quiz. That was
2: a very good quiz. That was yeah.
1: Because that's one of those obscure stats that you're just not gonna know, right? Like, like and you can look at as many like normal stats as you want to try and get guesses, but you're just you're never gonna be able to, to really figure it out.
0: You just kind of have to go off of narratives. Yeah, right. I, excuse do you have a topic for your quiz or no?
2: Yeah, I was gonna do a goalie quiz, but I'm just trying to see which one I want to do, which stat I want to do. Which one do you? Which what are you gonna do?
0: I don't know yet, cause I did the quizzes last week, so I didn't know if you had an idea. Oh, I we were gonna do the. I was gonna do the face-off win percentage. Oh, that's what I was gonna do.
2: Patrice Bergeron's one. This is true.
0: I'll do goals against average.
2: Stab- I'll do goals against average. He is number
0: ten. Do you want to do yours first or mine first?
2: Well, since we already started yours, let's just do yours. Fair
0: enough. So you have number 1 and number 10. You have Bergeron and Taze. They're, haha, this is amazing. I'm so glad I picked this because this got way better than I thought it was. I'll give you a hint. There's only two players above 60%. One's Patrice Bergeron at 63.02%. The other one is at 61.35%. Stamkos? No, Stamkos is not in the top 10.
1: Does he even like?
0: Have they been playing him mainly
2: on the wing lately? I feel like maybe. What's what's ta- what's Taze's face-off percentage? Right, yes. Well, no, 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 no. Just like no, like what is oh, it? Oh, well, you're trying to figure out what the, the
0: threshold of is. Yeah,
2: I'm trying to fi- fi- find the threshold. Fifty-seven point oh, you know, four eight. Boone Jenner might be in there because he's been having a good
0: season with face-offs. Boon Jenner is not in the top ten. He is twenty-second at fifty-five point okay. eight one percent.
2: Jeff's not up there. He's not that strong. Of a face- he, he's a good face-off guy, but not that strong of a faceoff off guy. Where is he set?
0: Not in the top 25.
2: So said the second one is at
0: 61%? Yes, 61.35%. Ryan, Ryan O'Reilly is on here, except not in the top 10. He's 14th. He's criticized, aren't he? He is not, no. Damn. No, oh, he hasn't really played that much. I think, he's, no. I think he got hurt or something. Yeah. I don't know if he got hurt, but I know he hasn't played that much.
1: It is, is Bo Horvat
0: in there? Bo Horvat is ninth, 57.75%. Okay. okay. Just above Taze. I'll give you a, is, I, I is guess... Is
1: Joe Pavelski in
0: there? Joe Pavelski is not on there. I'll give you kind of a hint. Nobody in the top ten is on the same team as anybody else in the top ten. I don't know if that really helps any, you at all. But I don't but have you. to guess
1: yeah, nobody Black on the Blackhawks.
0: Bruins. Is Claude Giroux there? Claude Giroux is second. He has a okay. 61.35% okay. face-off win percentage. So how many do we have? We have one Right now two. you have 1, 2, 9, and 10. Who is 9? Nine? 9 is Horvath. Oh. Is who? Bo Horvath. Oh, okay. And you said none of them are on the same team? None of them are on the same team.
2: Okay. Is... One
0: with John, Tavares. John Tavares is 6th, 58.17%. So uh, Austin Matthews isn't in the
1: top 10?
0: No, he is not. But I will say David Kampf is 11th and Matthews is 15th. Face it's impressive to them. have three guys yeah, in, in the top a, that's 15. A good,
1: that's a good face-off team. Yeah. Be someone from Carolina. Is Vicky Trojak in there?
0: No, he is not. Jordan Stahl is the highest on Carolina. He's 12th. Well, I think. Barkov? Barkov is not on, in the top 10. Okay. McDavid. McDavid is not in the top 10.
1: Dreisaitl.
0: Dreisaitl is not in the top 10. He is 19th, though.
1: Okay. Nugent
2: Hopkins.
0: Uh, I say Nugent Hopkins. Nope, not in the top
2: 25.
0: Damn.
1: Kyle Turris.
0: He is not in the top 25. Dylan Larkin. No, he's not in the top 25. I would say Tyler that... Kyle Sagan. Sagan. is not in the top 25. Logan Couture no you're looking at let's see I'll make it I'll go the one you have west east west west east is the order that these guys sit so there's only five left so there's five left three from the west two from the east is Gesslam is not but he sits 13th so you've got three guys from the west two guys from the east left to guess Third, fourth, fifth, Crosby is not. Yeah. It's Jeff Carter. Jeff Carter's seventeenth. <laughs>
1: God.
0: You do have you, who did you guess? You guess Sagan?
1: Yeah.
0: He is not in the top twenty-five, but a member of his team is in the top ten.
1: Robeyance? No. Ryan Fox? Huh?
0: Fox is eighteenth, but it's but there's still Oh my 18th.
1: God. Who else? Who
0: else takes faceoffs for them? Is Jason Robinson? No. Nope. Who, who else they got? <sighs> it's going to give it away, but it's more obvious than you might think. Jamie Ben. Jamie Benn has a 58.36% face-off win percentage.
1: I, I thought he was he, a winger. he played primarily so He
0: is a left winger on the NHL app, but he's listed as having a 58.36% face-off win percentage.
1: Wow. So I will say,
0: everybody else is listed as the center. Okay,
1: okay, let's go. So, oh, that helps. Is, oh, is
0: Kopitar one of them? No. Kopitar is not. But again, Kopitar's 24th, by the way. Another member of his team is Philip in Deneau. the top. Philip Deneau is 7th, 58.06%. Scoos, help out. <laughs> I'm trying, I'm thinking, Jesus. <laughs> so, you've got the third best, the fourth best, and the eighth Can't best. Be no.
2: These guys Even are all
0: these guys are all I'm going to say relatively obs- obscure. Not obscure in that like if oh. they play like three games. No, obscure. They they're in all the in line the lineup. Not elite. No, I would say that they're all like one is probably a second line guy, one's a third line guy and one's a fourth line guy, I think. Jay Beagle. Jay Beagle is third in the NHL, 59.49%. Cr- oh. Yes. Uh, Jason
1: Dickinson.
0: No. Oh wait,
1: Bull no, bullhopper.
0: Yeah, so, okay. so, wait, how many... Like, are they both in the same left. conference, or are they in... one? The in, two left are both in the same conference, yes. They're both in... Not in the same the division, east, though. The east. They They're are bo- both in the East. They're both in the East, and one's in the Atlantic, and one's in
2: the Metro. Correct. Okay. Kuznetso? No.
1: Oh, wait, no, you said they were, like, a little bit more... Is one of them Lars Eller? No. Casey Sazek
0: No. I don't know why... This may not help you. I've always considered one of these guys really fast. Really fast? Yeah, really Just like a quick skater. I don't know. Oh, is it Michael McCloud? Michael McCloud is, yeah. is fourth with a 59.48% face-off win percentage. So you just have the eighth best guy left. And my smile should tell you this is the most hilarious on the list. <laughs> Besides Jay Beagle, who just has a funny name. <laughs> this guy. Beagle. <laughs> Who's Michael McCloud play for? Devils. 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 So okay. there's your Metropolitan team, so you need to start Sorry. from the Atlantic. Okay.
1: Atlantic hilarious name. Yeah. Is it Cody E. It's Cody E. <laughs> oh <laughs> Thanks for the help for
0: Sorry. face up yeah. win percentage. Wow. That was yeah, when I saw him on there, that was hilarious. Just the rest of the top, so you I, I mentioned Comp, Stahl, Getzlav, O'Reilly, Matthews. JT Miller is 16th, Jeff Carter is 17th, Reddick Fox is 18th, Settle is 19th, Glenn Denning is 20th, well, Nick Benino is 21st, Boone Jenner is 22nd, Shear is 23rd, Kopitar is 24th, and Andrew Kopp is 25th. All right, so for goals
2: against average, do you want to do, like, basically mainly starters, or do you want to do, like, what it originally has in, had a minimum of playing three games?
1: Uh, yeah. I, like, you might as well just do, like, the one that includes, like, Game, guys, because, like, it, it'll make it more obscure.
2: Okay. Yeah. All right, so top ten.
1: Well, I mean... The, the, the Freddie Anderson?
2: Place. Yes, he is eight at 205. Jack Campbell? Yes, Jack Campbell is at Jack four. Campbell. And Tristan Jari's got to be in there. Yeah. Uh, yes. Tristan Jari's there at
1: 197.
2: Jacob
0: Marshall. Yes, he's five. Bobrovsky? No, he's actually 12. I knew he's been better than last year. I didn't know if he was that much better. Hart? Nope. Carter Hart. It's Carter, interesting that when you have a goalie who's leading the league, a goal saved to expected, but his save percentage and goals against average is still not in the top ten.
1: Well, I mean, that literally just goes to show how no shit defense is. Right. Is James Reimer in there?
0: Yes, he is. He is nine. Sorotkin?
2: Nope. What about Shesterkin? Yes.
1: It was in there.
2: No, he's actually 11. He, Shesterkin is just above Veseleski. Veseleski okay. is 11. Shesterkin 10th? Yes. Yeah. Well, they're technically tied, I would say. Well, so. Yes. Yeah, same idea. Cool. cool. So there's a couple. I, this will give a couple. This will be oh, a couple. Markstrom? You already, said, you already said Markstrom. Okay, okay. we got him. You Hellebuck? Have, you have Campbell, Markstrom, Jari, Anderson, Reimer, Shesterkin. You are missing... Hellebuck? Connor Hellebuck is not in here. Yeah, okay. You are missing... The sixth best in the top three.
0: We're missing 30. the top three. You're missing well, the top, top. three because we're, we're talking doing about three games. Like yeah. So there, are guys who've gone in and you know pitched a one goal and they're yeah. they got a save percentage of nine fifty seven or something yeah. like that.
2: I will say there's a couple tandems in here. I mean,
0: okay, Jake Ottinger
2: Yes, he's one. See, I
1: was,
2: I
0: was just, Ottinger I should just have guessed him because I was on NHL Network last week oh, He's played five games.
2: He's played yeah. five games. Ottinger. We have... So you need two, three, and six. They have all played... Mm-hmm. So uh, Would would Holt be in, be in there? Nope.
0: Okay. Mrazic?
2: Nope.
1: No, Mrazic was a little rough.
2: So, I know this ain't going to do much, but this will help clear it up. So two and three. Second mm-hmm. best has played five games. Third best has played three games. And then the sixth best has only played four games.
0: Okay, so yeah, we're looking at...
2: You're looking at guys who have had who are in a backup role that have played really good. Like I said two of the goalies left are part of a tandem of goalies that have already been named.
0: So, so they're on the same team as the goalie we've already said?
2: Yes. Is that T Toronto one? No. Two of the goalies are in the west. One goalie's in the east. Two of the goalies are on Canadian teams. One of them is on an American team. Oh is Vladar one of them? Oh yes, Boudar is one of them. He is two at one at 1.57. He had
0: a couple good starts with. So okay, so hold on. you said Canadian teams. Yep. We mentioned was Mar- only
1: one Canadian team cuz I got Right. Right. Yeah. right.
0: So you mentioned so that's it's got to be Toronto, right? Who's Campbell's back? or who's the backup in Toronto?
1: Oh, Joseph Woll. Yep. Cuz he had a couple he had a couple shutouts. Yep.
0: Yeah, He's
2: that's three. Okay. So now we have somebody who's played four games. Who's in the Western Conference on an American team. He is in. Oh. And this is, is this part it, of the tandem, too?
1: The, no, he's that not. might of- be the kid who the Jackets played the other night. I can't remember his name. Who did they play? For St. Louis.
0: Oh, I bet that is him. Is Billy Huso? No. Yes,
1: it's it is. It is. Yes.
2: it is. Billy Huso at 1.76. He is sixth.
1: Because I remember going into that game, like, oh, Billy Huso sucks because his number were terrible last year, and he's 26 years old, and then. Clearly, cool. this
0: means that Billy Hughes is the best to in the league. Absolutely, he is. I should have guessed Ottinger off the bat. He was on NHL Network last night. What's the save percentage? Like a nine forty-six or something? Try a nine fifty-nine. See, there you go. I'm yeah, disappointed that I didn't guess him. See, he do, better.
2: do you want to take a stab at save percentage? Or for like every goal. Same
0: idea. Same idea. Same idea.
2: Three goalies that have started at least three you okay, so we know it's okay, so Ottinger. Joseph, we know
0: Markstrom. Yeah. We know Vol.
2: Vol. Vol. Sorry. All right, so mm-hmm. hang on. So Ottinger, yes. Wool,
0: yes. Markstrom, yes. Who else? Oh. Uh, we just said Ville Huso. Yep. Yeah, Vili definitely. It's got to be an almost identical list. Is Vasilevsky in there, or is he out of the top ten because, because of his...
2: He is people. actually out of the top 10 shasturkin oh. Shosturkin's got to be in there. Yes, he's seven. Yeah.
1: Anderson? Did we already guess Markstrom?
2: Yes. Yes, we guessed Markstrom. Anderson? So Campbell. Anderson is actually not in the top ten. Okay, so Does, Jack Campbell. So Campbell, Markstrom, Shosturkin. is Jari in there? Yes, he's ninth. Reimer.
0: Yes. Bobrovsky? Yes. there. Okay. There you go. Okay. Uh, that's
2: all time because you guys said Dan Vladder, right? Yeah. Yeah. Then yes, that's all time. That was good pretty Good fun.
0: work, Jay. <laughs> Although, like, you kind of, when you're doing a quiz right, like that, it's kind go- of easy just, get they go hand in hand. They right. very like, both yeah, both they there's a like little like bit of bit discrepancy, especially, but, like, if you're third in save percentage, very rarely are you going to be gonna, outside, the outside the top, outside top ten in goals against the average. Right.
1: Exactly. So, the, the, like if you like, here's the thing. Like, like they, they don't always go hand in hand. You can have a good goals against average and, and a mediocre yeah. save percentage. Yeah. Like, but that like, means you're not you, not you have a goals against average of like a two point two five. And have a save percentage of like nine oh nine. Because your team's but not allowing a lot of shots. You, you can't you can't have like a save percentage of nine thirty five and, and have a goals goal. against average higher than two All right, yeah. I got
2: yeah. an inter- I got an interesting one for you. Okay. Bottom five power plays, the worst five power plays it's in the NHL. Columbus teams in, the NHL? in teams, yes, teams. Okay. Team power play percentage, the worst five. Columbus. No, Vancouver.
1: Oh, Arizona.
2: Yes, Arizona is twenty-eighth in the league. Said so a no on okay. Vancouver. No on Vancouver. Islanders, Islanders. worst in the league at ten point two percentage. Have a rough start this season, Seattle. No.
0: Really? Yeah, they added a couple power play goals against the Sabres, I think. Oh. They scored seven,
2: so. <laughs> so all three, the rest of the three are Eastern Conference teams. For
1: a second, I thought he was just going to tell us. I was like, what's the point? of <laughs> yeah, that? I was like, well, dude, you've been guessing for like
0: 40 seconds. Okay. Eastern In Conference Philly. Team.
1: Philly, yes. yes. Because I see so many Flyers fans on my timeline, bitch, about Michael yeah, Tarrion okay. being their power play coach. Yes, they, um, have, t-
2: they have 12.5%. On the power yeah, play, the power play is
0: abysmal.
2: Ottawa, no. Ottawa. Montreal. Yes, it's thirty-first in the league.
0: Uh, we only have one more to guess, right? Yes. Is it Buffalo? No. No, it's not Buffalo. No, I was gonna say they it's start it's off the year. High Ottawa's
2: twenty. I, Ottawa's twenty-first in the league.
0: Just go down the coast, I guess. I mean, it's not Carolina. It's not Florida. If it's not Columbus, I mean, it's not. It can't be Boston. Nope, it's not Boston. I was gonna say. Is, is Pittsburgh having a rough time?
2: Uh, Pittsburgh is just outside the top five. They're at twenty seventh or bottom five. They're at twenty seventh.
1: Okay, so it's not. It's not going to be Florida. It's not going to be Tampa. It's not going to be Carolina. It's not going to be Washington. Nope. Is it Detroit?
0: Nope. Detroit I is twenty fourth. Yeah, I didn't
1: think Detroit was having a bad power play
0: year. Uh, um, I mean, eventually, we're, it's it's got to be a team that we're surprised by. So, and it's not. We know Toronto. it's not Buffalo. It's, it's not going to be Toronto. No. Nope. Is, and it's not the Rangers. We were no.
1: Montreal, who, who are we missing? It's got to be... Uh, What's he, so, oh, Devils. Yes. There okay, that makes yes. sense. I, it, was, yep. it was what team am I missing in my yeah. head right yep. now. So, yeah.
2: Technically, them and the Flyers are tied. But, yeah, and then you guys did say... You guys said Pittsburgh, right? Yep. Yeah. Then, yeah. So that is your bottom five power play percentage in the league. Yeah. I was waiting because I'm like, you guys... We're going down you like like you said you I going, was just thinking
1: yeah. geographically, I was working my way up. I'm like, wh- where what am I missing?
2: And then I was like, oh that wasn't. Yeah, New Jersey yeah. Everybody forgets about New Jersey. Classic.
1: Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Over the warps Podcast with Fancy Cristiano and John Scoozan and Jay Ashdown. Good night, Jim Kite. Love you. <laughs>